Well, I mean, if we're talking recreational drugs like that most people know, I have. What? Why are you lying on the podcast? Oh my God. <laughs> I have definitely smoked. Um, and oh man, I have my own qualms about. It's just, it's very, it is fun, mm. right? Um, and how do I say this? Okay, wait. wait, wait. Jojo. Coco. Coco no puffs. Tell me what's up. It's been a minute. Tell me what's up. Oh, you know, chilling with Co. Okay, and I'm chilling with Joe. How have you been? Um, actually, I've been very well. That's and that's even an interesting question to start off with, but um, I don't know. I kind (laughs) of. I kind of was under this impression for a while mm-hmm. that when people ask you how you've been, you know, they if you say, it. well, no, not that they don't mean it. Like, I think you you definitely mean it, but. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mega yikes. But no, like when people ask you how you've been, I just kind of have this, like, I don't know, like I dumb my, my mood down. Yeah. And I'll just think about something bad. But actually, lately, I've been very, very content with life. Very grateful. Good. Yeah, how you been, man? Good to hear. I've been up and down. I usually like to say I've been neutral on the fence, but I've been up and I've been down. But today has been an up day, thankfully. An up day. That should be a day of the week, huh? What? Up day? day. Imagine up day where like only positive things happen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Would it be before Monday or after? Mm, I feel like people get a case of the Mondays, so maybe you want to give them a high before they hit their low. So before yeah, Monday. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of, you know, butter them up before you shoot them in the foot. Basically. Yeah, man, I've been I've been very well, and it's good to hear that today is an update for you. Yeah, thank you. I don't think I've said that often. Like I said, mainly it's on the fence or neutral or ugh. But yeah, I've been... Oh. Feeling really, I won't say really good. I've been feeling better lately. My spirits have definitely been in a higher place. So hey, yeah. that's always good to hear. I like the Gucci <laughs> Mane I lived. Speaking of um, uh, thug rappers, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, jumping right on into it, man. Donald yeah. Trump. Uh, he he put in some work before he left the office, didn't he? Listen, listen. He was like, my, my the blacks love me, and I'm a, um I, I got it, my African American friend there and there. You're out of here. Get him out the pokey. Get him out. Yeah. <laughs> pokey. Shout out to Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, rapper Little Wayne, as well as who else? Uh, Kodak. Kodak Black. Yeah. Pardon. Yeah. Yeah. And um what I didn't know is apparently that's that's like a tradition like that's something presidents do. Yeah. Um is is they pardon people. And these yeah. are also people or I know little Wayne is for sure somebody that actually supported Trump in his campaign. Yes, towards the sure. end. I will note that. Yeah. Towards the yeah. end. It was rumored that um Trumpy was over here charging people two milli Man. to um, pardon. I mean, no one can prove it, and I haven't seen any legal docs, but I'm like, I wouldn't put that past uh, anyone. <laughs> Not that guy. I well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we officially started yet, this this no. podcast, so 
Um, you know, we... a little bit of anarchy before you get the prayers going. Yeah, man. <laughs> before you get the prayers going. <laughs> Well, um, God, we thank you so much just for this week. God, thank you that nothing crazy happened at the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you that nobody was assassinated or mm-hmm. <clears throat> no riots or anything like that ensued mm-hmm. this time. Um, I thank you just for the new leadership that's yeah. in America. Pray that you would be with the president and pray that you would be with us, the citizens, yeah. and just, you know, the best will come out of everything that's going on. God, we thank you. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. I second that. Second, all of that. Yeah, man. I had a crazy dream. Um, actually, in this is nothing like spooky spiritual, but I had a crazy dream two nights before the inauguration, mm-hmm. and um, I was just kind of like visiting places that I frequent. Um, okay. which one of them was like our old neighborhood, okay. and you know, like it's like everywhere I went, though I had to like duck for cover because there was a oh. sniper. Marble yeah there was a sniper like um and like i knew his whereabouts and his location Mm -hmm. and so that's how i was like allowed to hide and like cover myself and he never ended up like sniping me but just kind of everywhere i went like he followed and like i didn't think much of it like i woke up i prayed i was like you know god protect me whatever whatever but it wasn't until like i was watching the inauguration that the memory of that dream came back and I was like, God, I hope this ain't no crazy, like, premonition. premonition. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, nothing like that happened. So I was I was grateful. Um, but it, it definitely crossed my mind. I was like, am, am I a prophet? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I hope I'm wrong. Because, yeah, if somebody got sniped, that would have been interesting. But they had security was tight. Did you see all the um, all the security and the officers during the inauguration? You know, it was crazy. I was in and out the inauguration. I had a plane in the background, but I was hosting a room on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, I was like, everything seems too chill. So that that's how I knew that there was crazy amounts of security. Because when things are just going smoothly and everything's mm-hmm. really chill and I can't tell who's undercover or not, I'm like, okay, they got this place locked down. <laughs> so that's how I knew. Because nothing was amiss. That's how I knew. Because everything just went as, you know, according to plan. I yeah. was like, Every other person there. These not. These are just fillers. These are plants. These are. <laughs> <laughs> these are plants. They had a security guard. He was standing next to. I think it was like a Mercedes version of a limousine. Mm-hmm. And this guy was so big, Cole. I tell you, like he had to be <laughs> no exaggeration, like seven foot nine, oh seven foot goodness. ten, maybe even seven foot thirteen. I don't know, but <laughs> like he was standing next to this car, and it, it looked like a like a remote like toy car. That was his, wow. and like he could play with and drive <laughs> with his hand, and he was just so like that guy was huge. But yeah, security was was tight, packed, um, which for good reasons. They said they had snipers on rooftops, yeah. just waiting for something to go down. Can you imagine like being like 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 <laughs> giving them your resume? Like yeah, um, <laughs> what does a sniper's resume look like? Co, what do you think? Um, I have over fifteen hundred hours of Call of Duty logs. <laughs> Um, I'm able to eat a candy bar, put the wrapper back, and no one notices. Um, <laughs> Straight up. They're minimal. <laughs> you know what? I always wonder, when it comes to jobs like that, when it comes to the security, the um, secret service detail, or even the people that work in the treasury, in the mm-hmm. back of my conspiracy mind, 
those people are selected when they're like toddlers or babies and then just put on the track <laughs> to be in these secret government societies. You know what I mean? Because I've never <laughs> in my short-legged life met anybody who worked near the governmental building money place yeah. or or adjacent or somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody never so in my head at like the age of like three months they're like this one will do and then you are the chosen one you are the chosen one and from there you put into these little classes and these little rooms i don't see them doing experiments on them but i see them like training with knives at the age of three like you know doing the whole nunchuck Uh thing just going off you might want to cut this part out because you you know too much yeah yeah you know how to It's a good thing they they only know you by co. As Hello? A, as a right, that, they couldn't get anywhere with that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I've actually I can't say that I've ever met somebody that works that closely. Right, or even a friend of a friend of a friend. Right, you can't right. tell me. Right, it's facts, man. It has to be You're true. It has to be true. It has to be. <laughs> Well, I mean, um, so this is, um, is this our fourth episode? Yes. A- yeah. yes a- uh, we took a little a holy hazard hiatus, you know? Yeah, okay. A little yeah. late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple H. No wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we took a holy hazard hiatus, but we back. Like we it back. never left. Yeah, like what's on the... Never- List. What's on the uh, the menu for today? What are we talking about? We have a lot of things on the menu for today. So I know we dipped. Let's <laughs> see how, what I did there. Yeah, we dipped with Donald being done. I don't know if you want to dip into some democratic things. See what I did there. Or um, if you want to leave that towards the end, towards the middle. Or we can just go in order. What are you feeling like doing? Um. So this is um, a bit democratic. Or I guess you could say this is from the perspective of a democratic looking at um, the Republic side of things, right? Okay. And so I read an article yesterday and it was from a perspective that us as the minority rarely get to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say that because this was from a perspective of a white male Christian, mm-hmm. right? Republican who voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. And normally like that perspective, I only see it through the lens of an angry black person or a person that's claiming that that type of person is racist or a bigot, whatever. So um, he was somebody that I knew like back in my college days. And I was like, you know what? Let me give this article a a read. He's a writer. And um, basically what he was saying is, um, in short, like the reason the minority did not vote for Trump is not the same reason that, you know, why people did vote for Trump. And that was, I mean, that's, that's, not something you think about every day because most, you know, when we hear Trump supporter, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a red flag that goes off in our own heads. It's like, you're, you're right, white supremacist. You're probably racist. You probably hate me. You're probably this. You're probably that. Right. But um, this article I read was actually very eye opening for me because I've always wondered, like even the people um, that stormed the Capitol, like when I was looking at it on the news, I'm like, what is going through their minds? Like, why yeah. are, why are they behaving like this? I really deeply wanted to understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, all you know, but when we go on Twitter or you know Instagram or like our main feed for media, yeah, it's kind of polluted with memes and jokes and for hatred. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And so this reading this article, um, he was pretty much saying from like the you know the ev- evangelical Christian perspective, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people wanted Trump to stay in office because of the policies about um, 
you know, keeping the world less secular. And so you have your like your same sex marriage or abortion kind of thing. And there's this ideology that God hates gay people and that God hates abortion. And like, you know, it's it's just kind of they they saw Trump as somebody who was bold enough to uphold those standards mm-hmm. and that wasn't afraid of the societal backlash that he would get from it. Right. So Trump can say whatever the heck he wants and he does not care. Right. And so you look at the people that support him and it's almost as if they're he's their voice and they want to say, well, we don't want same sex marriage, but society will, you know, cancel them. We talked about that before. Society will kind of turn their nose up at them. Well, you have someone who will uphold the policies that you deeply really want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I'm saying you don't have to speak it like you have a president that will do it for you. And a lot of the article was about that. Um, and I had a I also had a healthy discussion with some close friends this morning about racism and how we're very quick to throw that term around um, loosely. And I feel like it's desaturating the actual core meaning of what a racist person is. Hmm. Right. And so these Trump supporters, though, I think if there was a pie chart, I would probably say like, I don't know, 60% of them are are racist. Right. Mm -hmm. And they, they don't really care for black people or the policies that we want to uphold, which is mainly saving our own lives (laughs) because we are here dying. right? Right. And so, um, maybe 60% of them are racist, but there are a large, um, I won't even say large. There's, there's a percentage of these people that aren't racist. They're just, they just care for his policies and not necessarily Trump himself. So, um, I say, I'll have to say like, now that Donald's done, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's going to be a very interesting like shift in America. I think we'll start to see, um, even like more division before we see unity, Really? Um, yeah, division and what's crazy is like it's not a bad thing because we're starting to see the divisiveness between the racist white people that you know they they really want Trump regardless of what Trump has done. Um, they really want Trump in office. They don't care about you know black people. They don't care about his effect on America. They just love Trump, right? But then you have these people that are actually sensitive to the the sufferings that we go through as a minority, mm-hmm. and they say, well, you know, I see that Trump is. He might have these policies that I like, but it doesn't outweigh the fact that people are dying. Right. Um, he seems to not care that people are dying. So I think that's the division that we'll kind of see. We'll kind of see those things split off. We saw it during the election. Mm-hmm. A lot of the states that were red, they turned blue. Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, those majority votes are are kind of coming from people that are kind of fed up and that they're they're looking, they're doing some introspection and they're saying, well, hmm, like, let me, let me, let me actually take another look at who I support, you know what I'm saying? Then the policies right. that I want to see put forward. So I know I just talked a whole lot about that, but that's just kind of, you know, what I've been researching the past couple of days. Um, what do you think about Donald going bye-bye? Yeah. And I'm <laughs> going bye-bye. <laughs> I, like, bye-bye. Um, I did want to interject a couple of times, but you were saying some really good things. So I wanted to make sure I was listening, even though I know we ha- our format is interjectionable. Oh, cool, friendly, cool. Excited, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Anywho, um, I will say this, when Trump first came onto the scene and was seeking political power, I was just like, you know, I would group him and Republicans together. So to me, it was like, if you're a Trump supporter and you're a Republican, then Republicans are this, Republicans are that. And so then I had to divide that in my mind. You know, the more I grew and learned and researched, I was like, okay, well, not all Republicans are Trump supporters. So that's different. So in my mind, if you want to be a Republican, you have those policies, that's fine. 
I honestly cannot get behind people who support Trump mm-hmm. um, just because of things he said, things he's done, specifically in regards to how you want to treat women, specifically in regards to how you want to treat these movements for people who are trying to protect themselves, better themselves, just live their lives without complications in regards yes. to what they look like. So that for that very reason, I cannot support him. Um, I am close to someone who happens to be a black male who is a Trump supporter. So we used to have um, interesting conversations and then mm-hmm. argumentative conversations. Then eventually it became, we can't converse about this. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For, and you can, I'm sure on several different levels, you can understand why. Yes. Um, so yeah, my whole thing is that you said you see a division coming and I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily see unity coming, but I, I guess I feel like, Honestly, from the age of 12, I feel like I've had the power of divinity where I've been able to see through people and see their Mm -hmm. intentions and see what they're doing and see Mm -hmm. what purpose is. So I'm with you definitely on that pie chart of that. I don't think all Trump supporters are racist, but I do think they have phobias. I think if you're not in that Mm 60% of the racism pie, you're in the xenophobic pie or you're the classism or the elitism or the white powerism or whatever other ism there is where it says, you know what? This trash thought is something that I hold true and close to my heart and believe in. And if this person in power is going to give power and lead me in saying this trash thought is okay, then that's who I'm going to support. So that's what I feel like a lot of um, Trumpies or Trumpers, Trumpets, whatever, them come from. Where it's like, I have this one unethical or individualistic, because I feel like a lot of them are not communalistic thinking. When Mm -hmm. I think of Democrats, I think of people caring about social issues, healthcare, uh, money for all, supporting people. And then when I think about Republicans, I think of we're already in debt. We need to keep all the money for ourselves. And yeah, people have to share the top. We work hard for our money. So why should we have to give out and disperse and blah, 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 blah. Cool. So in my mind, Republicans are very individualistic and Democratic people are more so communalistic. Mm-hmm. So there's also that difference. So too long, didn't read. What I think will happen is that, um, yeah, now you can't say, because he isn't, his policies don't just stop overnight, right? Like you do have President Biden signing bills and stuff like that and putting, you know, dead stops to certain things and policies, but everything's not going to happen overnight. Just like when Trump came into office and was claiming low is this, low is that. And it's like, you're riding the coattails of the Obama administration. So of course, (laughs) you know what I mean? You're coming to just like greatness, like job, this unemployment is down and this is up and blah, blah, blah. It's like you just got an office. Like, what? What? What are you taking credit for? But um, <laughs> that always <laughs> when they do that. Like all the politicians that do that. But um, Literally, I feel day like, one or day two, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Day one, day two. I was only in office forty eight hours, and the stock market rose one hundred and ten points in the Dow. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I feel like. It, if anything, this will definitely put a spotlight on people who affiliate themselves with Democratic's, Democratic parties. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing because it's like, okay, you say that you're for the people. You say that you're for a community. You say that you're for giving back in these social issues. And now this person that, you know, a lot of people look to and said, this is the guy who's not letting it happen is not there. So 
we're going to see where you re- actually fall now. Because sometimes Democrats and Republicans have the same thoughts and policies. There are a lot of Democrats who do want to keep their money. There are a lot mm-hmm. of Democrats who don't care about necessarily um, social health care, but it's like, I'm going to say I align with this policy so I can get the vote, get in office, and get paid until the day I die. Yeah, very much. <laughs> so I think if anything, people have shown their true colors and I don't necessarily see a division. I just see it as everyone put their cards out on the table and these little rebrands that use Trump supporters and Republicans or trash Democrats are trying to do, like, I'm not with it. You can't rebrand in front of me. Like, I got the internet. I can look it up. <laughs> I got the interwebs. Webs. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know and- the answer to the question. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely answers the question. And, I, yeah, I, I definitely see um, the whole, you know, division Division side of things. Um, I more so see like division racially. Okay. Uh, I feel like, you know, kind of like where I was heading at the end of my point was um, racism is kind of being thrown around more often than usual, mm-hmm. which rightfully so, because if, um, you, you think about like systematic racism uh, versus just like individual racism. And I think the issue here is systematic racism. The system is racist, like what America was built on is racist. So we believe, you know, that if you support those policies, then you're by proxy racist, you know, and that's just kind of where I see the division um, being at for for a little while. And then hopefully, you know, we'll we'll unify again. But racially, I do see a divide kind of happening. So yeah, that's, it's sad, but you know, I think that's something we'll just have to overcome as a nation. I feel like we've already, like, we've been racially divided from the beginning of time. So is it just that now it's in your face all the time because, you know, technology, you don't have to like send a letter and then a week and a half later find out there was a riot like a week and a half ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that is what it is. Like it's for me um, at the age I am, I've matured to the point where I have my own opinions and, you know, like I'm able to see things and not just be spoon fed information, right. but I'm right. able to, you know, form my own opinions and thoughts. And maybe, maybe that is what it is. Like for the first time, I'm actually self-aware and, you know, aware of aware of everything that's going on to the point where I see it. And now I, I can finally feel it for myself without someone having to tell me. And to be honest, like, I wish that was the, the viewpoint of a lot of people. Yeah. I know there are like younger generations that they, they haven't even experienced what, you know, we were too ignorant to know right. until right. now. And so this is their first, their first exposure to, racism their first ex- first exposure to you know everything that's going on so yeah yeah that, I think that probably actually is what it is like yeah. I care enough about it now you know okay and that's completely fair and fine a lot of people like to say oh young people aren't active and this and that and I'm like well when you were young and going to the discos and being a job person no one said anything to you you had to grow and mature and learn and then realize you know oh it's time for me to step up and do my part you know what I mean so like yeah. show some grace <laughs> Grace, man, that's a beautiful word <clears throat> and a beautiful thing to to show. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did want to kind of get done down and out the way, you know, okay. so we can continue to have fun. Let's go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, you mean have fun like drugs? Fun? Like what kind <laughs> of fun? <laughs> oh man, drugs. Oh, um, drugs. Drugs actually are fun. What? How would you know? What? Okay. What? Drug. I guess what, what what constitutes a drug? 
drug. I mean, we can list down the drugs. We can like meth, <laughs> LCD, Molly, crack, cocaine. No, no, no. I've never done any of well, alcohol, Lizzie. Um, you've never done any of those. <laughs> okay, yeah, I have to stop. Um, now I have. Food can be a drug too. You said food. Yeah, food can be a drug. You can get addicted to food for oh, sure. Okay. Well, I mean, if we're talking recreational drugs like that, most people know I have smoked weed. <gasps> what? Why are you lying on the podcast? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I have definitely smoked weed. Um, and oh man, I have my own qualms about weed. Um, it's just, it's very, it is fun, mm. right? Um, and how do I say this? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are you having to make sure when you say what you say because of your religious background? Because I had a conversation the other day with somebody else in our Discord, coming soon, um, <laughs> regarding how they feel about THC. And uh-huh. she just basically went into, you know, well, she's a figure in the church and she wasn't set a good example. She was like, I don't have a problem with anyone else doing it, but for me, it's just not for me. And I was like, interesting. Yeah, well, no, like, I'm not I'm not filtering or withholding anything. Uh, if I was, I probably wouldn't have even, like, spoke about it. But I have, in, even recently, like, smoked weed. But I, <laughs> you guys, like, you, you guys for the moment. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm grateful because just like the politics thing, like, I've been able to, again, form my own opinion about it. Yeah. Even without, like, you know, the church, even without... Um, people telling me it's right or wrong, but just having like done it after a while, I realized that one, I don't want to be dependent on this thing because I know a lot of people look to it as a coping mechanism. A lot of people look to it as, you know, like have a long day. I want to come home. I want to just do this. And like, that's cool. But, um, I know for me, like if there was ever a period where I didn't have it and I was what will people call like fiending for it? I never want to be in that position. Uh, other reasons include I have very big eyes. <laughs> I have bug eyes. And, you know, we make your eyes turn red and my eyes would get like very, very puffy red to the point where like when I was in college and I was smoking, people would think I was high and I would like you guys every time. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. Um, um, <laughs> the gasping, I can't. <laughs> But yeah, okay, well, I mean, we can put it out there. Like, there was a period, God, I remember when I first um, smoked weed, I thought I was going to be the first person to die from it. Because um, oh my, my friends that I play video games with, you know, you've met one so of them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so they had a bong. And like, I had never smoked, you know, smoked before. And like, I hit the bong. And, like, I had a coughing fit, boy. Like, I was dying, dying. And, like, I thought it was the end for me because, <laughs> one, I, I think the effects were hitting me very, very, like, early. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of was, like, getting paranoid. And I was just coughing so much um, that I was like, yo, I'm going to be the first one. Like, I'm about to ruin it for everybody that smokes weed. Like, <laughs> I can see the headlines now. Like, local college student dies from <laughs> <laughs> smoking weed. and then nobody can say like no one's ever died from it before but luckily that wasn't the case but yeah um when i was in college i did smoke for a while <clears throat> uh, it was like on and off mm-hmm. and then i mainly stopped for the for the religious reasons um and i don't even want to say that like nobody nobody told me it was right or wrong but mm-hmm. i had this own conviction in my heart that like 
my mind, I have a beautiful, and I like to think I have a beautiful mind and God has told me like, I have a beautiful mind. Yeah. And to want to be like in a different mind, um, I didn't really like it. What I did like about it though, is it helped me play video games like a lot better mm-hmm. because um, I think, you know, nowadays everybody knows what flow state is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, and you're listening, it's kind of like, you know, when you, you, you get in the zone, you yeah. know, or you get to this point where like you're free from distraction. It, you're free. When I, when I did smoke and I played video games, I was able to achieve the flow state like very easily. Right. And even like recently, that's kind of been like, you know, I would do it um, when I wanted to like play Smash Bros or, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like focus in on something. And even then, like one, it didn't feel right conviction wise. And two, um, again, like I didn't want to be dependent on it. And then I realized like everything that I kind of like desire from smoking, like the, the good time, you know, the food tastes better, the the focus, all that stuff like is already in me. Mm-hmm. And so to be dependent on this, you know, this thing is just kind of like, I don't, I don't feel like it's necessary. Okay. You know, and that's kind of where my mind is about it. You sounded so surprised. Like, <laughs> you shocked me so many times just now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you haven't partake, partaken, partook in, part, partooky, whatever. And then <laughs> it, it being so well, long ago, I can't even get my words together. Yeah, I was very surprised. I um, knew this. Because hmm. the first time I did it, first of all, in high school and in college, I was very against weed and smoking. And mm-hmm. I'd read one article talking about the bad effects in comparison to the millions of others who said, no, that's not the case. And I just ran. <laughs> so all my friends who were doing it, I was like, I wish you guys wouldn't. It's not legal. I don't <laughs> do to you that have enough stories. And they'd be like, okay. Puff, puff. <laughs> so right, right. It was just, I was just very like phobic, not phobic of it, but like nervous about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Especially the legal complications in that regard when it comes to like legal stuff and never having been to jail I miss goody two shoes like I don't ever ever (laughs) so I was just like it's not legal here what are you guys doing what's the hot box and I finally trusted my one friend who'd been doing it for a while and I was like if I ever did it I'm gonna do it with this friend Mm -hmm. and he was like are you sure like are you sure (laughs) he was like are you sure are you sure because you've been doing it you've been saying no forever I'm like yeah I'm sure I'm sure and I did it and it was like nothing I was like okay nothing happened I felt nothing yeah and it affects people differently so I can I I can see why differently in different strains the next time I smoked it was a good old funky time we were dancing singing old songs it was all cool and then after that I didn't really do it for a very long time and then I relocated to a state where it was legal and again I met some friends who were smoking I was like it's not really my thing I did it I was chill and then I was like I just I just don't think I like the smoking thing but when it comes to like THC infused stuff gummy bears gummy worms (laughs) chocolates and I like food I was like oh this is the perfect pair <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now present day co is all like yep let me pop some gummy bears <laughs> yep, pop some gummy worms yep let me drink this space walk choc- chocolate um milk just like crazy <laughs> stuff so yeah 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 and I remember I, no, I remember my first experience with an edible um I just remember like walking into McDonald's Mm-hmm. Um, it was like I think we had brownies, and it was like two hours later, and everything was just so like euphoric. Like I was, I remember looking at the menu and just being so happy. Like I was, I was just so elated that I was about to eat food. 
as if uh-huh. I had never eaten before. I don't know if you did you see Soul? Um, no, Soul? but everyone keeps talking about it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a scene where this girl eats pizza for like the first time mm-hmm. ever in a like. I'm pretty sure we've all felt this way when we first sunk our teeth into a slice of pizza, but just that elation that she felt like is kind of how I felt. <laughs> and I remember that just being a really good time, yeah. but um, I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, the lady in the Discord, who I'm pretty sure I know you're talking about, but <laughs> um, I do feel like there, there's really not much wrong with it in terms of other people, but it's more of like a, it should be a personal conviction thing. And I'm not saying everybody go out and try it, but I'm saying like form your own opinion about it um, before, you know what I'm saying? You condemn others for doing yeah. it. That that was always one thing too. Like, I think I've, yeah, I, yeah. Like I've not smoked more than I have smoked, if that makes sense. Okay. And um, a lot of people, like I'll, I'll still hang out with them and they'll be smoking and they'll always feel judged by me. Yeah. And that's one thing I hated the most. I'm like, I'm not judging you, bro. Like <laughs> I've, I've actually died within it myself. So I'm not judging anyone by turning it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's been an issue too. People give me like this holier than thou kind of like moniker right. when in actuality, like I just, I, I don't like it for my own personal reasons. Right. And then there, you know, I don't know how God views it hundred percent. I know how God views it in me. And I know how God, you know, looks at me and says that you don't have to do this. Like you're, you're I've created. Like it's a plant. Does he mind? You think God no? mind? I mean, God is up there in the clouds. God could be puff, puff, past himself. <laughs> I don't he know about that. People calling on him every single day. We got to think about this. He needs to probably up there just hoping. Let's be real. <laughs> well, I mean, the Bible does say, um, be sober minded. And be vigilant because your enemy prowls like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And so that's to say, like, you know, if, um, and, uh, God, that, that can mean so many different things. But to me, that's meant um, just kind of like be careful with the decisions you make, mm-hmm. even when you're not in your, your own sober mind. Okay. Because these, de- these decisions are oftentimes like littered with influence yeah. from the substance that you're taking in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so when you make like important decisions when you're high or like when you make like conclusive thoughts when you're high, okay. I feel like is it's dangerous. And that's when God just kind of like, you know, this is a this is an influence that's not from me or from you, right. you know, and it's it's kind of causing you to think or make these decisions. I think that's where it gets dangerous. Recreationally, I don't know, <laughs> to be completely honest, like if you were to just kind of have a chill night and you know you might roll a blunt and smoke it to be I, I can't speak for God you know what right. I'm saying I can only speak for my relationship and my experience with God I would pray that um if you are a believer and you don't know that you know before you do or before you don't seek ask mm-hmm. God and get some understanding about what you're doing an unbiased understanding about what you're doing and then you know make your decision from there for me it's a no <laughs> Just because of, you know, everything that I've already talked about. But like I said, it's fun. Like, it's it, it does enhance a lot of things. But I don't know if it's worth it at the end of the day. I mean, also it depends on the strain that you have. So what I did notice, too, is that um, when I did switch to maybe 
not maybe, when I switched to edibles, which I don't have all the time and I haven't had in a long time, but for my mm-hmm. um, birthday that passed, my friend actually works in a factory that makes this stuff. So she gave me this big old jar of gummy bears and she was mm-hmm. like, here's some adult candy. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> adult candy. So um, when I've been using those, I've been getting so much work done. And when I say mm-hmm. so much work, I mean focusing, multitasking, getting shipments out, just getting stuff done. And it literally left me sitting here like all those years I wasted <laughs> that this wasn't helpful, this was bad for people. And I was just thinking, if I used this in college, where would I be right now? That's that's where my mind went. And I mean, yeah. it would have be it would have happened then, but I'm just like, I feel like I could have maybe become like valedict freaking Torian <laughs> if I was, you know, on the THC gummies back then. But you yeah. know, wasn't meant to be. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of a challenge that um I have because you do you do have those thoughts and it's almost like if weed was a parasite and it was leeching your brain that's what it would be telling you like you're you're not good without me like you can't do this without me and that's my issue it's like well if i become dependent on this and you know i my workload does consist of me smoking before i do work right. how am i going to behave when this is not accessible to me right. you know what i'm saying like am i going to just kind of be like well i'm not going to do this unless i can i can smoke or you know, like I, that's one battle that I've had to even like when I play it's something as trivial as video games where it's mm-hmm. like, well, you would you would be better. Like you probably would have won if you were high. Like and those are, you know, what I'm saying like those are thoughts that I just don't want to have to deal with. Right. So I'd rather, you know, do this without. Yeah. That. I honestly haven't had those thoughts outside of thinking about in college and all the time yeah. I spent looking at my friends, not judging them, but being like, if you get caught, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Like, yeah. I was, like, scared of jail back then. I'm still scared of jail now. But back then, I was like, I'm not doing anything illegal since I am 18 and over now. So, um, yeah, I can definitely understand, like, not wanting to become dependent on it or think that, oh, man, if I had had this substance, then maybe the outcome would have been A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So, yeah, I'm with you with that. Yeah, man. And then that's the faith in and of itself. Like, our dependency as Christians and our faith should be on God. And so, you know, when you when we depend on other things outside of God, it becomes an idol and then it becomes something that we worship. And then God is a jealous God. So he really he don't like that, you know, and <laughs> this is the holy side of holiness hazard where if, if that hazard, you know, does meet your holy and that hazard overpowers your holy, you know, and unfortunately, like you lose out on the holy and its benefits. So. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just my take on it. Uh, like, this is a constant, like, even a constant struggle for me because it's very easily accessible yes. for me. Even in, though because you're not in a legal state, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though I'm not in a legal state, like, I can, it's literally, I can walk. like how do you feel about like animals in the home like do you have an animal in the home if so specifically do you have a dog (laughs) yeah um his name's bear and he's a he's like the most i call him bear the dog (laughs) because he's a dog and his name's bear but um man bear is freaking adorable and i don't know i feel like it's very very beneficial in a lot of ways Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes annoying and sometimes a hindrance, but the benefits outweigh the the liabilities. You know. Oh. Yeah, I know you got a couple. A yeah, couple. Yeah, you know? I have 
one, but yes, two are in the domain with me and they are joyful. They're rambunctious. Even if they're like running around all day, they still have energy. So I feel like they are a lot to keep up with, but there are other times where they're just chilling in the kennel. You'll come up and look at you like, why are you interrupting my slumber, you peasant? And I'm like, sorry, my lord. And I'll go get my snack to the room. Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I remember... Um. When, oh, oh! Actually, I wanted to tell you this too. Um, I had actually went to the the parking lot. Remember oh. when you got? I don't know if you want to reveal his name. Um, Oliver. Yeah, Oliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the parking lot where we got Ollie. I remember um, going there with you and meeting that guy there. I actually recently went back because there's a Best Buy out there, uh-huh. and I went to that Best Buy and then I drove like literally in the same spot that we were at. And I just got this like crazy flashback of that night and like when you first got him and like looking at him now yeah. is crazy because he's gotten so big. What's how is that for you? It is. It's funny because I, so when I look at kids and the, how they become adults or you know mm-hmm. young adults and stuff, like I feel like I'm always pointing out. Do you see how big they are? Do you see? You know, I don't have children, so I'm always asking me, "Do you see how big they are?" And the people that are like, "Yeah, I see them growing," and I'm like, "I don't think you realize it," but I. <laughs> at Ollie grow because and I always said this at every single point at two weeks at two months at two years I'd be like he used to fit in my hands <laughs> I remember yeah I remember <laughs> I've been watching him grow even today I was like I hope you get nice and fat and you live a long life am I about to cry oh. I'm not cry. but I just oh. looked at him because he has so many more years on him right to go but I'm just like Dang, you got big. You fit in my hands. You were in my lap in your uncle's car. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and that's the same way Bear got. Mm-hmm. Um, Bear isn't as big as Ollie, but I, I still remember like when Bear was a puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I vividly remember him walking outside. It was like hailing. He like walked outside, was like no, and then came back inside. But he was so small, like the same, like he could fit in our hand. Yeah. But now he's like. He's so much bigger. Um, Ollie is like lanky big. Like, yeah, he's like he's like a basketball player physique. Like, if dogs had athletic builds, like he, he would be like Kevin Durant. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's his. I keep hoping that he'll get wider, but from mm-hmm. the looks of it, it looks like he might get a little taller. But I don't think he'll get like fatty belly wide. Yeah, yeah. So, what are some of the? I guess like the pros and cons. Yeah, exactly. You know how to read my mind. Yeah, <laughs> definitely that companionship, knowing that I'll have him with me, like if all else fails, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. my dog, show. That's my dog. When he listens, when I see like my commands are working, my training works, that makes me feel good for sure. Um, and just seeing his tail wag, being able to talk to him like a baby and see his tail go from like a mile a minute to a hundred miles a minute. Just like yes. those are little things that make me happy. Um, cons are when he isn't obedient, when he does <laughs> something and tries to drag me and I have to like pull his leash and like talk to him crazy. I don't like to have, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like a kid. Like I don't want to have to talk to my kid crazy and I don't have to talk to him crazy, but it's like, I'm like, I'll go in my little voice and I'll be like, I'll embarrass you in front of all these people. <laughs> Like, I'll be like that and people say to treat him like my kid. And I'm like, that's exactly how I do my kid. I'm like, gentle and everything like that. But if you're running into the street, I'm going to yank you up. Because I'd rather yank you up than you get yanked by a car, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that would be the cons. And also, um, when he does get, like, sick or ailments, that's kind of pricey. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. 
finding natural remedies has been way more cost effective and way more helpful in getting him healthy. So, yeah. That's tight. That's tight. That's tight. Yeah, I'd say that the pros um, of Bear definitely would be just the same, like the companionship. The actually, like, it's something, it does something to you, like, when there's a living being that literally, like, freaks out when you enter a room. (laughs) And, like, the loyalty that we high-key expect from other humans, like, you know, we get that from a dog. Yes. And like, no matter how, you know, how you scold them, no matter if you accidentally step on their paw, like they love you just the same at the end of the day. And I think that's dope. And um, I'd say the cons for Bear, he sheds a lot (laughs) and he barks a lot too. So like, if there's a a knock at the door, if there's a jingling of a key from like next door, um, (laughs) he's going to go like bonkers. So that can get annoying. But like I said, the good definitely always is bad there. For sure. Like, I appreciate the alertness, but I'm like, you should know what my keys sound like by now. <laughs> exactly. You know what my exactly. foot sound like. You know what my keys sound like. Stop it. Nothing but facts, man. Nothing but facts. So, kind of um diverting, I, I did want to talk to you about this. Um, Maybe boring. Maybe not. But I've actually... Um, I've, I've been playing a lot more chess oh. than... Yeah, than normal. I think mainly because of the Netflix original series. This is not an ad or promotion, by the way, but The Queen's Gambit is a beautiful and amazing show about chess. Have you seen it? Oh, I don't think you heard me just now. I said, did somebody watch The Queen's Gambit recently? Oh, no, I didn't hear you say that. (laughs) I did. I was talking over you, my bad. But no, I haven't seen it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Well, yeah, you you definitely should, um, because that... Man, that's a uh, that's a that's such a dope show. And like, I was reading a book about chess before I read The Queen's Gambit, and somebody saw me read that book, and then they suggested The Queen's Gambit. So just kind of those two, like the show and the book in conjunction, just really like you know just put me in a chess knack. Yeah. You know, and I've been getting kind of I've been getting kind of decent. You know, I had some close games, <laughs> and the way that I pop off like when I win a match, this <laughs> is so funny because I don't know like. It's chess, like it's supposed to be like this golf clap. Yeah, it's quiet, kind of chill. Yeah, but it's just something about like you know having a live opponent, and I want to say outsmarting them, but outplaying them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a a good feeling. You know, just a just a small segue. Is there are there any like quirky things you've been getting into? Testing. Can you hear me? Um, not really. Now I can. Yelling, but I don't think you can hear me when I'm talking. Um, let me do some sound checks. Let me tell me when this sounds the best, okay? Okay. Testing, 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 testing. Oh, now, now, right now. Right now? Yes. Oh, okay, I see my voice going up. My microphone is over here, and I have been talking on the other side. Interesting. What? Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> been here the whole time. Um, yeah. Oh, I was asking, do you have like a physical set, or are you playing online? Uh, I do have a physical set, um, just not very many opponents to play with. I was playing with my friend Bo uh, over the weekend, and he has a magnetic chessboard, which is kind of cool. Like, he picked his chessboard up and turned it upside down, and that almost, like, peed me off because it would have ruined the whole game, but nothing fell, so that was nice. But <laughs> maybe been playing on chess.com. Okay. Cool, yo. Yeah. 
right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's boring. I remember on our old, old, old Windows XP computer, we used to have this chess game, and it's like the chess pieces would come alive and attack each other. Do you remember that? Battle chess, yes. Battle chess or something like that. And I just thought that was so fun just to watch those little two-bit animations. So, and look um, what they used to make. I missed I actually looked that game up because of that reason, because we used to have it back in the day. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah it's battle it's, like It still looks ugly, but back then it looked ugly. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I haven't played chess in a long time. Um, I wouldn't say I find it boring, but if someone were like, do you want to play chess or checkers? I'd be like, checkers. So <laughs> that's where I stand on that. But I'm glad you found like a new hobby. Like it's always cool to see people getting inspired and trying new things, trying new hobbies. Like kudos to you for even doing that. Thank you, Cole. Okay, so we have Dexter here, but I'm not sure if we're talking about like apron serial killer Dexter or <laughs> lab coat purple clean and dishes gloves Dexter. I'm not sure which one it is. The past me, I think, thinks this is about the brother sister relationship that we have. Okay. okay. What we were going to do at DreamsCon. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> a long disappointment, but yeah, still talk about it. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm knocking off two then. The disappointment that I feel in them having to have canceled DreamCon is just like immeasurable. And then they opened up tickets again to do DreamCon for this year if you bought one for last year and those sold out quick. But I'm also like, we don't even know what this year is going to look like. So how are y'all able to do that? And also like, it would be very, very irresponsible to attend a con given that the pandemic isn't over just because we're over it like (laughs) i just i want to do the cosplay so bad but also like cough cough is not something i want to do i don't want to be on death's door you know what i mean opening the door for death oh dang i took out three of them look at that (laughs) (laughs) three birds and one stone huh well yeah and that's for those that don't know um Hey, should we tell them what we're gonna cosplay as? They can't steal our idea. I mean, there's probably like I mean, even if they did, then we would do it better. So Yeah, exactly. So for those that don't know, um, what DreamsCon is even, it's a convention um that a really awesome group of comedians called RDC World One. Yeah. Who if you don't know who they are by now, like I don't know, maybe you just don't use the internet. But right. <laughs> they're black comedians that make very relatable skits. Yeah. Right. And so um, a convention is just kind of, you know, where a bunch of nerds go, they dress up um, and they find things they like and have in common, like anime, video games, yeah. um, you know, Panel, merchandise. different shows. Yeah. yeah all, all that stuff. So a lot of people go and they do something called cosplay. What cosplay is, is you dress up. Um, yeah, and me so- and Cole, <laughs> we're going to go and we we're going to cosplay as Dexter and Dee Dee. And um, Dexter's Laboratory is a Cartoon Network classic where wow. there's a really nerdy, you know, short height challenge kid. And <laughs> um, he's just like a genius. He's a boy genius. And yeah. he has a secret laboratory, which is not a secret no more because we just exposed him on Holy Me's Hazard. But <laughs> gotcha, Dexter. Um, but he has his laboratory underground in his house. His parents don't even know about it. But Sometimes his annoying, I don't know, is Didi younger or older? He's older, I thought. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, 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 Didi is older. Um, oh. His older sister, um, she's kind of like ditzy and goofy, but mm-hmm. she'll like waltz into his room. She finds out he has a laboratory. She's just like enamored by everything in there, yeah. but she's also distracted. 
yeah. is another D word. <laughs> so, um, so I'll let Cole kind of tell what, what we were going to do with that cosplay. Yeah. So Joe and I have this thing where we quote something from the show and basically I was going to be Dee Dee. He was going to be Dexter. And we were going to just kind of do our quotes throughout the, throughout the con, you know, when we were together, I'm sure I'll go to like freaking the food wars panel and he'll go to the smash tournament. But whenever we came back, we was going to do the little dance and the back and forth, the back and forth. Uh, I guess I should not touch. We was going to have it all planned out for you guys. It was going to be. Maybe we can do it for the, for the podcast. Just one okay. time for the podcast. Okay. I'll let you pop it off. Pop it off. <clears throat> all right. Now, you guys, I'm going to set the scene for you. Dexter's in his oratory, and I, Didi, am tiptoeing near him. Oh, dear brother. What have you got there? Nothing, nothing. You only see air. <laughs> Don't be silly. I love you very much. You exposed You crash. <laughs> I guess I should not touch. <laughs> and that's basically the gist of the show. Like Dexter makes this like crazy cool invention. Dee Dee comes and like touches it and like it just explodes because like I said, she's destructive. And yeah. Yeah, that's just been something that we quoted for God, like all yeah. our lives. All of our lives. <laughs> yeah. So we had these plans to go to DreamsCon for 2020 and it just would have been like this dope experience. We saved up for it and everything. Yeah. And we bought tickets. I think we bought VIP tickets, right? Yes. And yeah. we were trying to become um like volunteers so we can get free days a couple of times. But yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you know how things turned out in 2020. COVID yeah. said no vid and no dreams. Coldness. Yeah. Turned our dreams con into a nightmare. <laughs> Night- <laughs> Night- 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're hosting another one for 2021. I don't know exactly how that'll be. In my opinion, I probably won't even be considering going to any kind of events, super spreader con events until like 2022. So, I don't know. Yeah, about the same. What do you think about the um the the COVID vaccine? Have you heard any good things about it? Uh, I heard that they did that study, and then four people had temporary paralysis in their lips, and then they said, "Oh, that's not because of the vaccine; it's because of something else." And I'm like, "But four people from the study." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's all right. I heard about it. I didn't plan on getting it. I feel like I've been. I, I feel like I had it. Like I said, in the early early stages, undiagnosed, and I built up an immunity being around different people because i still have to work and be out in the streets and stuff but um i don't have plans on getting it what about you um yeah my my viewpoint and i actually know a couple people and you do too um mastermind and doombot i won't say their own names but they got the vaccine um and what mastermind was telling me is that you normally get it in two doses the first dose gives you a 56 percent chance of you know not spreading it or getting the symptoms or obviously dying from COVID. Yeah. Um, and then the second dose, your chances go up to like 96 or like 97 or something like that. Yeah. And my thing is like, if I'm on my deathbed and it's either, you know, like take this vaccine or die, heck yeah, I'm taking the vaccine because the worst the vaccine can do is kill me. So it's just kind of, you know, this or that. But if it's not necessary, I don't want to take the vaccine just because of the effects, you know? Right. So I think for the, you know, for the the people that are nurses or, you know, taking care of the elderly, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like those people should definitely take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because you're you're the one around the virus, but us right. that are still at home and susceptible to the virus, you're around people that are like, you know, have ailments health wise. Yeah. It makes sense for them to kind of honestly be mandated mandated to take it. Exactly. But us that are at home, like social distancing, like I don't see a reason really to just go out and get vaccinated until we know for sure like this thing is concrete and safe and not deadly or as deadly as covid so right that's the other thing vaccines like on average take a minimum of five to eight to ten years to make so the fact that this one popped up so quickly i'm like i don't feel like there's been enough you know evidence tried tested and true to say that this won't kill me or give me paralysis in my left elbow. Like, there's not <laughs> <elbow>. research. <laughs> I, a robot, no <laughs> I gotta come correct and give me some more information. Yeah, and I thought the same thing. Like, the they did come up with the vaccine very fast. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I wonder, because of how urgent and dire the situation was, like, if they just pulled out the big guns and, like, paid the smart people. Triple time. You know, yeah, like tr- trillion, literally trillions of dollars to come up with something quickly and efficiently. That's my hope for it. And I hope that's what happened. But at the end of the day, you know, like we, we won't really know. Only time will tell. That's really the only way I see us getting out of this, though. Is that everybody um, take the vaccine? Yeah, like there's two ways I see it. Like the Resident Evil way, which <laughs> <laughs> everybody is like zombified. Right. And, we see all these like notes that people left behind. Like I took the vaccine, but it wasn't enough. And then <laughs> like they leave a note and then you find it. And then, <laughs> I don't know. But then the other way is, you know, the vaccine, we, we all take it. And then the virus just kind of slowly tapers off mm. because it doesn't have many hosts because the hosts are vaccinated. So that's best case scenario. And the way I see us getting out of this. Otherwise, man, I don't know how else we can overcome this thing. Ooh, it's been kind of like rumory that they're going to make it mandatory and that's illegal on so many fronts. But again, people be rewriting laws all the time, right? Or doing it all oh, for the greater good, yada, yada. But they're trying to say that they're even talking about travel bans for people who haven't been vaccinated. And I'm like, mm. well, that's not fair because you're telling me again what to do with my own body. But again, yeah. it's for the greater good and to stop the spread. You can't travel unless you do this. You can't go to the supermarket unless you do this. You can't leave your home unless you do this. It kind of just reminds me of like olden times where it's like, if you don't have this patch on your arm and I can identify you as being in this group, then nope. you're going to wherever you're going to, the wherever. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a scary precedence for me. And also you mentioned that <laughs> that they came up with it quickly. The conspiracy groups or whatever are like, oh, this was a pandemic, so they already had a vaccine. And I was oh like, Yikes. okay. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Yeah. And the, so my question about the conspiracies or for the conspiracies, even if we have conspiracies listening, mm-hmm. I don't know if, you, if, is that offensive to conspiracy? Oh, no, man. it's not. Okay. I feel like opening your third eye or getting more information, whether you think it's factual or conspiracy based, you're right. Like get all the information you want and then you decide how you want to use that information or what you want to believe. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. So my question is, um, if this is a, a pandemic, Mm-hmm. Um, is 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 there ultimately like some sort of antidote to where the people that plan this aren't affected? Mm-hmm. Is this like a you know a suicide mission where we taking us out and everybody too? Like how does that work? How does the people that plan to do this protect themselves? 
so from what I've been reading and seeing for the people who believe this was a pandemic, that this was a social cleansing. So it's kind of like the earth is already overpopulated. Let's get some yeah. people out of here. So, um, and that's honestly what it did. And maybe not everyone, but the people that are just kind of susceptible. So if you're really old or really young or already have pre-existing conditions, like, all right, we need these resources a little bit more than, oh, not a little bit. We need these resources more than you. So we're going to send out this virus, which can mutate, which can continue to, you know, C19, C20, C21, 21, C20, 2.0, which can continue to do things. And it'll just take out the people who don't, you know, want to get vaccinated. That's Wait, I want to put a pin in that. It's so weird that you said C2121 and literally I looked at my clock and it's 721 on 12121. Weird, 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 weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, that's one um, theory I've heard. And mm-hmm. another theory I heard with that was that this was a test run, a test run for a bigger virus to see how um, large nations like China and the United States would behave and what would be implemented. Another theory, and this one is one where I'm like, I believe it because um, I don't know if I said this to you all before, but I am an online teacher. That's one of my many jobs. Mm-hmm. And we used to use this thing um, based in China called WeChat. And basically it's, it's, it's like a talking app. It's a way to communicate with um, other people who work in the company I work with. But apparently in China, it's also how they pay for things. So they've been switching over to digital currency. So you you scan your WeChat app and it, yeah, you can text your mom and your boss or whatever, but you can also like pay for your groceries, pay for your doctor bill, yada, yada, yada. And what okay. happened was when this virus started to spread over there, they used WeChat to do contract t- tracing. So if you went in to the hospital and they said, oh, Co, you have um, C-19, we need to see your WeChat. And they were able to see, oh, I went to the food lion. I went to the bank. I went to mm-hmm. da, 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 da. They sent out messages to those people who were in the vicinity who also had WeChat to say, you've been in contact with someone who had C-19 or in the area. You need to go get tested. Mm-hmm. So. What I've been hearing is that this is a way to also transfer to digital currency as well as um, lead to censorship, which we've also been seeing a lot of. I don't know if everyone's aware, but even, okay, we know the whole Trump thing being off of all the socials and whatnot. And a lot of people were rejoicing in that. And maybe I'll be the one in a cloud of none. I don't think that's a good idea because again, I'd rather see what someone's saying, have a record of what they're saying than have them doing stuff behind my back. Mm. And I don't have any idea what's going on. Good point. That's our first amendment, right? Right. Freedom of speech. And a lot of people like to say, well, that's in regards to the government and these are private companies so they can do what they want to do. And I'm like, that's true. That's accurate. But at the same time, I'd rather know that this person is ABCD EFG than (laughs) not know when stuff is going on and I'm not aware. Yeah, especially if they're going to like blab it and tell it all, like <laughs> let them in expose themselves. Yes. I never thought about it that way. Yes. yes, but a lot of people are just like, you should have been gone. You should have been. And I'm, that's my other thing, too. I'm like, I feel like they're just trying. It, it reminds me of those people that jump on the Black Lives Matter wagon where it's like, OK, where were you all of these years, companies, when you knew Black Lives Matter? But right. you well, now it, it reminds me of everyone who's like, oh, Trump's getting out of here. Oh, Trump's getting out. Let's ban him on everything. And I'm like, he's been on things causing a muck, causing chaos, saying random things like confifi for years. <laughs> so I'm just really confused why y'all are jumping on this now. So too long didn't read. Um, I personally think 
that this necessarily wasn't an accident. That's me. And I do feel like this will lead to censorship and a change in to uh, digital currency. Those are my thoughts. Very interesting. Well, and yeah, the I guess the, the holy side of me and things, um, I can kind of see, and this is something that me and one of the users in our Discord were talking about too, mm-hmm. is that um, it's we can kind of see it as see it as kind of the same thing, like a social cleansing. Okay. But um, I don't know, almost like in in more of a generational way, and kind of like the out with the old and with the new. So old ideologies, um, mm-hmm. you know, can't teach an old dog new tricks, kind of things, and like a lot of the older generation is being wiped out. And I'm not, I'm not like blaming the pandemic on God before yeah. people jump to that kind of conclusion. Um, I am saying though, that if, if this is a way um, for things to change, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's very extreme. First of all, God, if that's what you're doing, but at the same time, <laughs> um, I, I won't you know, think about the plague and the, the Spanish influence oh, yeah. virus and stuff like that. Spanish flu. Like it's not new. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nothing new. Right. And so, I mean, that's that's just the way I see it um, is that, you know, the older generation, a lot of them are being wiped out, sadly. And I, I had a thought this morning. I was like, man, I wonder if because we're at we're at 400,000 deaths um, as of two days ago, I think. Crazy. And I'm like, I'm, I really wonder how the election would have gone had more of those people been alive, mm. you know? Um, would it have been any different? Who knows? But like, it, it kind of made me wonder, like, man, like, if that kind of thing can change the world, um, not saying in a good way, but I don't know, it's, it's hard to say this without it sounding as bad. So I'll just say, like, if if God does have a plan, um, this is a very interesting way of enacting it, and a very God-esque way of enacting it. Um, so I don't know, that's just kind of the, the way I look at it. I don't know if that's like, considered a conspiracy no, um so. okay yeah i didn't think so but <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. also, what you want to say this is partly your podcast like we know okay, so don't hold back yeah and i mean like I, I want to say it it's just i just don't want it to be misconstrued as many things are um people again, like intentions and if people decide to take what you say partly and misconstrued and chop and screw it and do whatever then that's on them it's not on you yeah yeah stupid people <laughs> Y'all didn't see what I just did with my hands, but no, I, yeah. I heard it. I felt it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like if this is God's way of um causing a paradigm shift, mm-hmm. then though I do mourn the loss of many people, I openly embrace the change if this is gonna be something better. If right. something good is gonna come out of this, I do openly embrace the change and I'm interested to see, you know, what happens yeah. next. So yeah, the world is where I feel like we're at the rising. What do you call it in a story? Um, climax. Rising action. Yeah, like oh, I don't know if we're climax. Maybe did we climax? I have no idea. But no. we're somewhere around the rising action or the climax. New chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something, man. Though it's definitely not a dull moment on earth whatsoever. So ever ever. Yeah, man. Grateful to still be here. Grateful to still be alive. Um, I'm grateful that all my family is too. Like we haven't lost anyone. Yes, isn't? It? I mean, we haven't lost extended family. Like our our happy lost a brother, but oh, yeah, yeah. like in our immediate family, I don't know of anyone who's passed away. So that is a blessing, honestly. It is, man. So yeah, grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
I want to say, and not to sound morbid, but like I saw there was some basketball player. I don't know his name. I just know he's dating Jordan Woods and like his mom and six other of his family members died from COVID. And I was like, my brain couldn't even process that. I was like, your mom and six other people died from COVID and your family. Like, I think my brain still can't process that. So I'm telling you guys, like, don't take it for granted. Like life might not be all peachy keen or where you want it to be right now, but like the alternative is death. Yeah, straight up, man. Straight up. Hey, you know what else died in me today? <clears throat> My hope of getting a PS5. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but I, I did kind of want us to segue there, and then we can wrap it up. Cause... Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I thought you already had one. And also, you have all these friends that are the plug. So how come they're not hooking you up? Man, apparently they're not friendly enough with me. Um, Swift. <laughs> told me that i'm on his list right so one of my plug quote-unquote plug friends Uh um he got himself a ps5 and he's talking about like getting other people their ps5s okay i'm like oh yeah bro like we've been best friends since literally pre-k like since or you know we hit puberty like we hit puberty together bro like hook a brother up but i'm not on his his list rightfully so because his family is on that list of priorities but um yeah today man it was, I was just, what was I doing? I think I was actually playing chess. I just finished up a game. I get a, a vibration on my phone from GameStop, the app. And they're like, hey, bro, um, our PS5s and Xbox Series Xs are in stock. Okay. And I was like, what? No way. So I get in GameStop. Um, I refresh the page a couple times and I see a pre-order button, which is normally grayed out. It says sold out, right? I hit it. It's in my cart. Um, and then the same thing kind of happens. It's like, um, you know... It gets in your car and then it goes out of stock. Yeah. I'm sure if you're shopping for one, you've experienced that before. So I'm like, all right, like this is nothing new. But then I kind of started to look up some stuff. I thought about you. And when you sent me that message about the lady, I'm saying that the PS5s were in stock. So I kind of Google searched and I was like, what accounts can I follow that will update me when PS5s are in stock? Yeah. So um, I found a Twitter account. And for those that are listening that are also on the market for a PS5, there's a Twitter account called PS5 Notifications. So <laughs> another one you... <laughs> I know, right? But I never thought about it till now. Um, it'll notify you and tell you when a PS5 is in stock. So, man, um, I went on their Twitter page and they were like, yeah, Walmart's about to ship them at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Whoa, that's real specific. Yeah, very, <laughs> very not Pacific, very specific. Uh, see what I did there? No. Yeah, I see what you did there, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, they were like, um, listening to them at three. So tell me why. I get on the Walmart page. I put in my payment info already, so I won't get tripped up by none of that stuff, right? And I'm mashing the F5 button. For those that don't know, F5 refreshes the page. Yeah. And at 2.59, mm-hmm. I'm mashing the button. And then the message says, this will be available at three o'clock. So I hit F5 one more time, right when the clock says three dot or three colon zero zero. You know what that thing says? Yeah. This would be available at 310. The thing sold out in point two seconds. <laughs> it sold out in point two seconds. Like from the from the moment I refreshed the page to the moment it finished loading, it sold out. And so I'm like, well, how the heck else am I supposed to get this? <laughs> 
told y'all in the Discord that the people buy bots for Walmart. So yeah. if you don't own a bot to buy it, then you're not going to get it from Walmart for sure. I need to learn how to program one of these bots because I'm definitely yes, you are very tech savvy. You don't have to buy a bot. You can make your own bot. You can buy all of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Morally, I feel like it, I wouldn't. I can't live with it though. <laughs> Cool, but it's also like, right. dude, you rather just buy one for nine hundred off somebody? It's <laughs> like a bastard PS Five. Like I look at it and be like, <laughs> the kids that I'm disappointed. <laughs> again, I'll keep my ear to the streets. I thought you had one by now. I mean, it's it's way after Christmas, Joe. <laughs> no, man, I got the money. It's just sitting there waiting for me to spend it. But dang. Nah. Okay, I'll keep an eye out then, and I'll send you some stuff. You know, I'm always following people who are literally always posted about that and the Xbox, yeah. and they stock some switches too. I almost bought some to resell, and I was like, actually, I'm gonna tap out that game for a little bit. So. Yeah, I mean, by the time you see it and let me know, like it's gonna be sold out. So I mean, if you see one, always like, oh, it's in stock now. Sometimes it will be in stock in a couple of days. Messages. So yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I, I would love to see those then. Okay, sure. Just to get my heart pre-broken. And... <laughs> <laughs> Again, Walmart is very hard. Why don't you get other people, too, to be like, hey, can you add this to your car? Can you do that? And if it goes through, I'll pay you back or something like I that. try that. Do, do you want to do that for me? I mean, yeah. If I see it, sure. But I will literally pay you that and 50 extra founders dollars. <laughs> Finders fee. I understood. You're so silly. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah, what a great episode this was. Yeah, I'm glad we got back into the swing of things. Ain't no telling yeah. when this will be edited, but hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, man, we'll see. Yeah, do you want to tell the people where they can find us, Joe? Um, well, you guys can find us on Instagram at Holy Meets Hazard on Twitter, the same name. Um, Facebook, uh, I believe the same name, Holy Meets Hazard. Um, and YouTube which is under construction, so you right. might not find it. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> you can try. And I don't know, by the time you listen to this, you might be able to find us. But might. might. Yeah, that's that's my task. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little, I got to do my, I got to finish my task. But sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. If any of you guys are Among Us players, hit us up in the DM. Let yeah. us know because we be playing. We be Among Y'all. Y'all just don't yeah. know us. <laughs> <laughs> we be Among Y'all. I like that. Well, yeah, man. man. Cole, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Always, Joe. It was great talking to you. Yes, man. I got to go pay some bills. I think that's what the, the cool people say. Oh, mm. okay. Cool. Well, you have fun with that. Ain't nothing cool about that. <laughs> no, man. I'm about to go cook dinner. But right. hey, we love y'all, man. Oh, yeah, Thank we you for listening. If you made it this far, you are a true soldier. For Sheezy, my Nizzy. Used to party back in VA. Bye.